Linux Games Podcast. The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam. Brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux. And beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of a where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scoogie Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course. Features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 349 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you on this Friday, the 24th of March, 2023 at 1900 hours. Crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign. Good idea, Ivor. How how you been, Ivor? Mmm. 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 It's a great idea, Ivor. You're fired. Uh, that would, of course, make it for our sequel friends. Excuse me. Whoa, that one. That one. That one went down hard. Uh, that would make it for, of course, for our sequel friends, our followers of the true one, one true time and date format in the known universe. Uh, 2023, uh, 03, 24, 1900. 1900! Uh, we have a huge show for you this week. First off, I am still off my meds and it still is fucking horrible. Um, second, uh, this week, I realized that my, uh, 
my version of Mint. I still run Mint. Yeah, I know. Motherfuckers, I've run every goddamn distro that there is out there, including Slackware and fucking everything. I run them all. I I like Mint. But uh, I realized that it had been like, oh, an eternity since I had checked to see um, what's been going on with Mint. And I found out I was like two major versions behind the latest release. So I upgraded my computer I upgraded my my uh, OS, and uh, it worked. It worked great. Uh, I actually used the Mint uh, upgrade tool. It's not. It would have been faster to just fucking reinstall it, but um, it did work. It did work. It took many steps, and it w- not many steps. It took a lot of waiting. It just took a, like a long time for it to generate package dependency lists and all that shit. Um, but it worked out great. And it worked out so great, in fact, that when I jumped into Undisputed the following day, holy fuck, the game runs 30% better now, suddenly. Same thing with a couple of other games. You know, resource-intensive games. So because of this it and because of like the last two weeks for me and undisputed I've been going through like this butterfly emerging from the chrysalis kind of thing like I'm actually getting good at the game kind of a little bit finally so we're not gonna do um our undisputed early access review this week we're gonna we'll push it back till next week we'll see what happens because like this this changes a lot of shit for the way I play the game and it wouldn't be fair to anybody <coughs> Um, to uh, to not explore further the differences between my current setup and the one that um I was that I logged fifty hours in the game using before. So um, also, but the other thing is that also next week there's a ton of good games that are coming out next week that. I'm not, I haven't really checked the, I wore your fired. I haven't really checked the release dates. I haven't looked at, um, the book. We keep a little book. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll be coming out like right around when we, it's like the 28th and 29th. Um, so that's like really close to our deadline. Or no, the 20, I, I'm sorry, uh, the 30th and the 31st. Cause it's Thursday and Friday. So we'll see what ends up going down next week. Um, new game. Have a nice death. I can't get it to work for me. It's borked. I haven't filed the Proton DB report yet because it just came out like I think yesterday. But it does not work for me. It's a gearbox game. Um, I did something really cool with ChatGPT. We have a huge, a lot of Linux, a lot of Linux game shit to get to. Uh, but hopefully this will be a, a shorter episode, like the last few have been, but uh, I do have to relate this interesting chat GPT uh, thing that happened to, the, uh, happened to me the other night. I was, uh, I just got in the door and I poured myself some whiskey and I, I was uh, washing my hands. I was washing my hands and I was thinking about chat GPT and all this stuff and I was like, wait a minute! I, it would be so cool if I could get ChatGPT to write me a little Python script for Linux Terminal um, that it took standard input 
and printed the replies in standard input from ChatGPT. And so I asked ChatGPT to write me the program, and it wrote me the program, and then it helped me debug the program because I had some dependencies because of the min, uh, the new operating system. It it basically obliterated my uh, Python and uh, my Python environments, my Python three, Python two environments. It just kind of it it just didn't know how to handle them, and so I, I had to I had to install pip and everything again, um, and the OpenAI. But what was amazing was that it got me. It got me there, and it, it was like a real epiphanic moment. This this different workflow, because I mean, after twenty fucking years of being a programmer, holy shit, it would be something else if I'd had ChatGPT back when I, you know. Well, back when I started, it wasn't even it wasn't even the internet. But um, holy shit, that's a crazy thing. This, yeah, now oh, I'm starting to press myself. I wore all the whiskey sign. More whiskey. But, uh, because it's really like having, it's the ideal thing. It's having a collaborator. It's collaborative code minus one. So it's just you, but you have this other person who is like unbelievably super knowledgeable. And so, like, because you understand the logic for the pseudocode that you're asking it to render into actual finished code, you can learn the syntaxes for all sorts of languages and all sorts of features in those languages just by using ChatGPT. And that is fucking awesome. And when you run into problems, ChatGPT, you can ask ChatGPT, you just give it the error that you're getting or whatever. And then also give it, you know, more details. Like if that doesn't, you know, and she, he, it will, um, will just kick out another version of the script or it will, and this was really cool. I mentioned my Python environments, um, which I didn't know that those had gotten scrambled. Um, and so I was invoking the script the wrong way. Um, it has, it had to be called with the Python, uh, it had to be, it it had to be like run pseudo interactively through the Python interpreter. (laughs) This weekend, because of all, but anyway, it worked. And it was awesome. My, my first quest, my first question was, and it took me like seven try. I had to sign up for the uh, OpenAI um, API. I had to get an API key, um, and I couldn't find it on their website. So I asked ChatGPT. It gave me the link. Awesome shit. Uh, and my first question was, "Hey, ChatGPT, can you hear this question? I love you. You rule, and I mean it." And I replied, "Yes, I can hear your question." Unbelievable! It wrote a client for itself. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. So this weekend, I'm going to be checking out. I'm going to be investigating um, some. I want to see if I can get ChatGPT to be able to do some programming based off of an image that I upload to it. So it won't be based off of necessarily natural language thing, but the natural language aspect of it. Um, will come in in the form of the instructions but I want to do uh, I want to see if it can do inform compiling uh, writing for the inform 7 compiler uh, with me which I imagine it probably can because it it probably can because it can do anything it's pretty amazing so boxing next week our feature this week is on Hellish Court, which had a bunch of uh, updates pushed to it since the last time we revisited it. We'll make it short, snappy, and swarded. It'll be a dirty, swarded affair. Yeah. 
Um, but first, I knew I know where the Ivor based him with it. I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. Marty, it is the Libyans. Don't start with me, Marty. That'd be fucking hilarious. Uh, uh, Richard Burden as Doc Brown. Anyway, sorry. Unknowing Noteworthy this week. Yes, it begins. Uh, we have a really cool motorcycle, far-flung science fiction motorcycle game that comes out next week, but it has a free demo available now. It's called Gripper. It has kind of an overwrought storyline and these really repetitive um, secondary, I hope that they're secondary gameplay mode where you're like driving a motorcycle through this um, through these tunnels and stuff that remind me, it's just, it's very, it's like dodgy obstacles and blah, but it's like meant to impart that you're going from place to place. But it's got cool visual style and really good controls for like the other type of game mode that it has, which is just like a series of boss fights, um, where you can use a grappling hook to grab on your cyber motorbike in the future in a, you know, in a, um, rogue AI lab gone berserk that's taken your family hostage. Um, you can grab on with this grappling hook to things in the environment and then throw them at other things all while doing standard motorcycle stuff. It's pretty interesting and the free demo definitely, and the visual style too, definitely earns it a mention because it's, like I said, free. Uh, next, the be- like I have really high hopes for this. This game is called uh, Deflector. D-E-F-L-E-C- T-O-R. Deflector. Deflector is a roguelite uh, top-down, demi-isometric three-quarter camera perspective um, pseudo-3D dungeon crawler with all sorts of polish. The control system and the moves are just fucking cool. The basic premise of the game is you have this giant fucking glaive-like batarang that is as big as you that sits on your back and you can throw multiples of them and they return to you but then you have this other superpower which is the ability to deflect anything that's coming at you and you can deflect it directionally if you're once you get good at it you can deflect it directionally so this forms like the basis for one of the, the more interesting bullet hell roguelites that I've played and it has a it seems to have a really good story I only played it for the first time today but uh, I really liked it uh, yeah it, they, they say it's the final the full release update it's the day of the full release so yeah congratulations to the guys behind this we'll we'll talk more about this as we as we play more of it um <coughs> I was very much impressed with Deflector. And it also has, you know, permanent upgrades and stuff, and then run upgrades, you know, after you defeat each room, after you clear each room, you get, like, a different upgrade. You get your choice of one or two, between one upgrade or the other. Really cool. Um, But it's the controls and the gameplay and the mechanics of it. I could not put it down. And, I mean, like, literally, I was already 20 minutes late for a a meeting that I had to go to this morning. 
and I, I couldn't fucking stop playing. I played for, you know, like 30 minutes. I played until I died, actually, and then I, I busted my ass in my meeting. So that's Deflector. And then, uh, finally in our new and noteworthy, we have uh, a game that I have no interest in playing, but I imagine most of you probably do, and ProtonDB, what is it report I've, oh, I've, or it reports that you're fired! Supposed to do this shit for me, motherfucker. Uh, let's go ProtonDB. And the name of the game is, what is it? Oh, it's Resident Evil 4. That's right. That's right, right? It's got a silver rating on uh, ProtonDB, but because it's, you know, vaguely scary, I will probably not be buying it at all, ever. Um, and it's Resident Evil, which is a franchise that I hate, but lots of people love it. Uh, 22 hours ago, uh, they say that it doesn't work with ray tracing and there are other people who have really bad problems see what this guy who really liked it he's running freedesktop.org flatback runtime oh interesting RTX 3060 Ti not bad oh he's got an AMD AMD uh, Ryzen series processor just like I do so that's kind of cool um that it might work for you if you're a big fan of the game um, yeah, so that's Resident Evil 4. Now, uh, let's get straight to our, uh, let's get to our feature, and we'll get out of here. I am starving to death, man. Starving to death, man! Who do you think? Oh, my God. It's Bolivians. Bolivians! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. So we may have dodged a bullet on the boxing game this week, but oh no, we're gonna fight one way or the other. Guns or knives? You can't want Logan. Rules in a knife fight? All right, someone count one, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. Anyway, um, <laughs> Butch Cassie is not good. Uh, but one of my favorite games, as we like to check in on them as they go through their exhaustive. I mean, like these guys just keep pumping the shit out, like it is Diarrhea Land instead of Flavor Town, pumping the shit out. Flavor Town, Diarrhea Land. You see what I did there. Um, yeah, I'm proud of it too. I I really can't wait to post that to my TikTok. Oh, and if they ban TikTok, I'm gonna go fucking berserk because I just discovered how awesome TikTok is. But anyway, moving on. Back to the subject at hand. Hellish Court. The best game ever. The best fighting game ever with swords. Realistic sword play. Um, historical Hema, you know, historical European martial arts. Uh it's made by those guys. It's made by guys who do this stuff in real life. Um, and it's, it's, I think they're in their second year of early access, but they, every quarter, at least every quarter, they push out just tons of new stuff. And the game was very mature when I started playing. I think the week it came out into early access, but it's like a whole different ball game now. So I'm just going to go through my notes real fast um, and tell you what's changed since the last time we talked about Hellish Court. Um, they added a new character, but all of that stuff is almost immaterial in comparison to the broad sweeping changes that they've made to the gameplay, the physics, the animation, the performance, and um, the overall structure of the game itself. So, 
now there is an arcade and story mode. It's not it doesn't have the cutscenes yet. It does have like an introduction text block that explains your character and what they're going to be doing. Um, and then you do a series of seven fights that culminate in the big boss Jones fight, who's, well, I won't spoil anything for you, but the big boss Jones fight is interesting. Um, and it's a multi phase fight, which is also kind of cool. Um, but otherwise, other than that, for the uninitiated, by the way, uh, Heller's Court. Uh, is basically Bushido Blade, but with, uh, you know, European, Western world style, um, pre and just early Napoleonic War, um, bladed weapon combat. So we're talking cutlasses, sabers, um, rapiers, uh, there's even a guy who has like a buccaneer kind of style, um, Cutlass slash machete. He's a real bucking. He's a real pirate. Kalk, Kalkstein. Kalkstein. Kalkenstein. And they're all very historically accurate. It's amazing. And if you ever played Bushido Blade, the whole idea of this is this is a dueling game. It's a fighting game. It's a dueling game. It's meant to be it's meant to be realistic. It's meant to be played seriously, um, but it's still meant to be a fighting game on top of that. So what that means is like, it, generally speaking, it's one hit, one kill, glancing blows, uh, injure you, you know, blah, blah, blah. You have stamina. There is no stamina. Well, we'll get, we'll talk, we'll talk about all that in a moment. So now there's an arcade and story mode. That's pretty fucking impressive. There's a new fighter, but whatever. We don't, we don't even bother with it. The stories are actually kind of interesting. I wonder to, I, I can't wait to see the actual cutscenes, because I remember the old cutscene that they had for, like, the introduction at the tavern. I'm sorry, by the way, about the creaking chair. It's just never going to get fixed, and we're going to die like this. It's just horrible. Um, but the uh, old story mode was, like, the tavern encounter thing. Now, they don't have that anymore, but now they have, I think it's going to be, like, hellish, or, like, the Hateful Eight, like, where all these bad guys end up going to this one place to for different reasons and they all end up fighting each other and killing each other and everyone dies I think that's what the game is going to be um okay so one thing that they did not okay one thing that they added and then one thing that they didn't add in thing that they added is finally their slow motion camera deaths when you kill someone or when you get killed especially in the more dynamic um faster sequences of Perry and Riposte and counter, you know, blah. Those can happen so fucking fast. They can happen like this. And it's... My biggest wish was that there was a replay system for the game. They have not added a replay system for the game. There's not even a kill cam or like a, you know, like a victory um, replay or anything like that. But they did add slow motion to if you get killed in a particular, if you get a kill or get killed, if someone dies, uh, they they in a particularly dynamic fashion, they they will it will kick into slow motion. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of cool. I'm am I fucking this up? Hang on, let me play the game. I wrote I I did this list two nights ago when I was really stoned, and the handwriting shows it. Anyway. The other nice thing about the story mode, as we fire up Hellish Court here, so excuse me if you hear clicking and 
creaking and let me see light, Norman. Uh, okay, arcade. Uh, so, yeah, I am playing it while I'm I'm doing the show. Uh, I try not to do this that often, but it does not matter because what? Cool. So, with the addition of the story mode, one cool thing is that it means that the AI has gone through a generational leap forward in terms of its ability to kill you. Yeah, so it doesn't show you, like, uh, it doesn't go into slow motion. So that might have just been a processing error on my computer, because since they added the, the new performance thing, yeah, no, it didn't go into slow motion at all. On slower computers, it it goes it, it instead of dropping frames, it just slows the game down, and I guess that's what I confused there. I was like, ah, maybe this, maybe my notes were not exactly blah. But anyway, the AI is finally, finally, basically sophisticated enough to be a good opponent instead of just a random random opponent, because one of the big deficits of Hellish Court was that it had to be played online, and it doesn't have online matchmaking yet, you have to actually, like, do it with Let's Play, Steam Let's Play Together stuff, and it was challenging to get it to work even when it did work, it was challenging to get it to work well, and it was very challenging to get it to work at all but that was the only real good way that was the only surefire way to have really good um, conversations with, with Blades uh, was to have it with other people now you can get you can get pretty close to there, there's still nothing like a real human opponent, and if you want real human opponents, just go to their Discord, there are people there I sometimes lurk in that room, anytime I want to play Hellish Court, I go in there and they're they so sophisticated um, someone will someone will be like, oh yeah, fucking hey, yeah, here's my Steam you know, fucking add me now and let's go super easy to do um, and it's always, there's always someone in there who is, like, looking to fight, like, and be honest about, like, your level of experience in the game, and they, it will reward you. That honesty will reward you. Don't talk shit. Mm. So, but, but even if that's too much for you, the, the new, better, much better AI is awesome. There's a whole new revamped damage and stamina system now. There's a stamina bar, finally, and it has a uh, uh, a condition a condition bar underneath it the condition is how, how, how good, how physically fit you are at the present moment the stamina bar overlays on top of it and drains with every action that you take when your stamina bar is depleted it'll start to take off slowly from your condition bar reducing your maximum potential stamina for the duration of the round um, this is really cool it means that now they've added stuff like um, big whiffing like you know, if you swing and you miss you don't even hit the other you don't even hit your opponent's blade or anything that costs a lot more stamina and makes you way tireder and there's a flashing screen effect now for stamina loss and this has become really important and will help reduce people spamming in uh, in Hellish Court because it is a game, I mean it's basically generally one hit one kill um, if you get a good hit, generally that's it, like that's you know, they're either they're tapping out or they're they're 
covered in blood. Unfortunately, they still haven't added like real severable limbs. You can still get up close and grab them and cut their head off, but that's the grab thing. Um, anyway, so if you swing and miss, it's devastating for your stamina. If you swing and you hit the opponent's blade, that's okay. That that actually helps you regenerate stamina a little faster. Condition is very important though, because if your condition goes so far down that you only have half of your original stamina, and that never regenerates until someone dies. Like someone has to die for that to regenerate. You have to end. You have to, that round has to reach some sort of conclusion before you get a new one for the next round. Um, half stamina is fucking brutal. It's very difficult. And so this like kind of is a switch from the previous approach to basically a guard break kind of thing like where you would be able to penetrate opponent's defenses uh, either by boxing them in or just wearing them down with constant attacks that they guard because it's an auto guard now it's all different like it's now it's very much more like undisputed actually more like the boxing game um It's got an updated, it's still incomplete tutorial, which is functional. It's It does reflect some of the new stuff, and it is kind of accurate. It's still not the world's greatest tutorial. It's like a video, interactive video tutorial where you don't actually get to control any character while it explains the game to you and the theory behind the game. Um, it's, it's actually a really good tutorial because it's a deceptively complex game. Which is the same shit I'll be saying next week if we end up doing our early access review of Undisputed, ironically. Um, there are two, three other... Uh, there's a bunch of characters that are still forthcoming. There's a Scottish guy, it looks like. There's like some sort of evil Barabbas, like a Barabbas 2. Barabbas was one of the main characters that uh, goes back to the very first iteration of the early early access release of the game um I'm really interested to see what they do with the story because what they did with the history mode is just uh, is really cool until you've read everything in the history mode which just gives you random facts about uh either your character or bladed combat in like pre and early Napoleonic uh warfare of the time and regional trivia about some of the because they're all real like they they 3D scan they, they have they they actually contracted with a museum to go 3D scan costumes from the fucking uh, late 1700s through the early 1800s. It's fucking rad, man. The game is incredibly realistic. Especially the fighting styles on top of that. Um, Marie is more glorious than ever. She is so brutal now. She's the rapier chick that I love so well. Um... They also, I can't believe I buried this all the way down on the page, but they've added directional physics and damage system, and this shit really shines. Meaning, like, bladed collisions are not part of a scripted animation cycle or anything like that. They actually happen based off of their trajectories, as do the damage from actual hits. So... This is very hard to do, and they've they've spent a lot of time really, uh really really trying to nail this down and this is an evolutionary leap over what uh what the game was like before we talked la- before uh we covered it last last time i can't remember how long ago that was maybe like 3 months ago 6 months ago something like that um 
it's still occasionally buggy, you know, that's okay. Um, there's also this weird morale system that I don't understand what it means and it doesn't explain it in the tutorial, but uh, like your morale goes up or down based off of how often you die or something in the arcade mode. I don't I don't know what it is, but I see it and it says morale up, morale down. And it normally only goes to morale down when I die. Um, but so they're adding something like that to the game. Uh, they also this week pushed out new Steam deck, new Steam trading cards. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, there's there's a couple other nitpicky things. Like there's longer load times now in the survivor survival mode. In between, um, bat, in between like actual matches, which kind of sucks because survival mode was so much fun because you could just chew through 20 guys, you know, one after the other. But, uh, it seems like it has a new algorithm for when it wants to switch the maps, which is like most times. It seems to be set to like most times. And I don't know if it's my system or what, if just my system or what, but it, the load time is discernibly longer, which is kind of irritating. And, uh, oh, and there's cut decals um, for non-fatal hits because, like I said, it's got directional damage, directional collision damage, directional physics, and collision damage from the blade itself. So, like, you, if it's non-fatal, you can end a fight with a bunch of decals. There's still no limbs flying off. I already mentioned that, but there's still no limbs. And there's still no replay. But anyway, if you love Bushido Blade, you will absolutely go bananas for Hellish Court. And it's still in early access. They are... they, they This is a team. This is not a one-man developer. This is a team of psycho uh, historical European martial arts enthusiasts who are working on this, who are also game developers who love fighting games. It's like the dream trifecta, you know. So if you like Bushido Blade, Hellish Court will make you shit your pants, and you can play it with your friends all over the world. Um... All right, that'll do us for this week. Uh, perfect, perfect length, I hope. Um, be sure to check out uh, Deflector and Gripper. Gripper is free, free demo. But definitely give a look. Definitely take a look at Deflector if you like. If you like, I do love. If if you like, I love roguelites. Dungeon crawling roguelites, room based roguelites with lots of carnage and really cool play mechanics. Uh, definitely check out Deflector. We'll talk more about it as I get to get some playtime with it. See you next week. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farm. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man.
ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.